Welcome to the Avanti Woman Podcast. With each episode, each conversation, we aim to empower, connect, and build women to move forward, feel confident, and thrive in healthcare, finance, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy. We're glad you're here. Hello, ladies and everyone tuning in. I'm Nairi, and welcome to the Avanti Woman podcast. Today's episode is the last in a three-part series, and now what? Titled, COVID and all, moms juggle it all. In the last two segments, we discuss balance, what it is, can we always keep it and maintain it, or is it a myth? And burnout, what it is, and um, the different stages of burnout and how it can be prevented. I'm excited about today's discussion for I am amongst three phenomenal do-it-all strong women. These women are not only career women juggling multiple companies, but they're also moms, wives, cooks, therapists, you name it, keeping it together for themselves and everyone else amidst a crazy world that that has gone through so much change in the past two years and continues on to go through even more change. Ladies, welcome. We have our own Sarah Seatalk from the Avanti Woman, the powerful Anita Gastelum, and a force of nature, Rachel LaForce. So please share a little about yourselves, what you do, your family, your kids, no names, and I'd like to open the floor to you, uh, ladies, hearing you have a conversation amongst yourself on how you did it, how you kept it all together in the last two years, and how you are still keeping it together as more changes are coming our way. Well, go ahead. Let's start off. I mean, I, I, I think everybody has heard me on the podcast before. I'm Sarah. Um, where uh, Nighty and I have this brainchild of the Avanti woman. Um, you know, many of us, Anita and Rachel, we've, we've discussed every single time while we're taking a deep breath of what the world was like. Um, I've got two young kids, uh, a daughter and a son who are both in elementary school. And um, I know there were a, a number of hats that we wore during this period. And I think we're going to kind of discuss that a little bit. Um, Anita and Rachel, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and we'll talk about all the different hats that we <laughs> wore. Um, so I'll hand it off, Anita sure. Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited. Congratulations for stepping out of your comfort zone and doing it. I love the name. I am all about moving forward, stepping forward and into your greatness. So um, thank you for having me. I'm a mom to three kids. I have uh, a boy girl twin and a 10 year old son. And so extremely busy. Um, my husband helps a lot. I cannot complain. He does step up to the plate a lot. Um, but as you know, as moms, it's all the invisible stuff that you do that no one really, you know, takes into account when you're a mom of three kids. And my, uh, my twins are going into high school next year. So that's a new 
a new milestone for them. And I'm happy to, to see them grow. And with that growth comes new, you know, different problems, right? Because when the kids are little, it's Mm -hmm. one problem. And then when they get into that age, it's another problem. So opportunities for growth. (laughs) (laughs) Opportunities for more gray hair and stress. Yes, (laughs) that is, that is right. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Rachel. Oh, Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel LaForce. Thank you for having me. Um, I am uh, a comedian. I am an entrepreneur. I am a producer. I'm a wife. um, And through the pandemic, I was learning how to become a mom. So my son is nine months old. And, uh, you know, so it's always the sage of um, it takes a village. Well, what happens when we're all kind of separated into our own villages? There's a lot of developmental things that I just was like, well, we all haven't lost it today. So I guess we're doing all right. You know? So there was, that was kind of the learning curve for me, which was, um, we'll just figure it out. And, and for me, a lot of it was instinctual. And in many ways it was, a blessing to be at home. My husband and I uh, own a podcast production company. So we were at home together, but then it's literally just the round robin of like, somebody pick up the baby, somebody grab a client phone call, somebody put the baby down, somebody grab the, you know. Um, So I just think it's so charming that you said, how are we all keeping it together? And I wanted to go, oh, I'm sorry. There are people that are doing that because, um, you know, I think it's, for me, it's just been a lesson in, um, deepening my endurance and ability to expand and figure out where my energy leaks are. So I'm just really, you know, hashtag the boundaries of it all. Um, and not so much with other people, but really with myself where it was like, okay, girl, we're going to get these things done. We need to really take stock. Something you said just made me trigger, you know, the, the, those days when we were all at home and doing everything I remembered like at the end of the day, it was like, okay, we got through today. We survived today. <laughs> and how many roles, I mean, you named off some Rachel, but Anita joined in. So oh, it was oh, my roles. Let me just tell you the first, the most important okay. role as yes. a mom is feeding children. Yes. <laughs> Cafeteria lady. Yes. I, my husband and I used to say the kitchen is closed. And, yeah. and then it would open again. We'd be like, yeah. okay, the kitchen is closed. No, for real, the kitchen is closed. And then it would open again. And the reason is because when all of our kids, I know, Rachel, you have a small baby, so you didn't go through this phase of it. Right. But when you do online learning, you know, you didn't have to pack a lunch, which was great. And you didn't have to think about a snack. But what you had to think about is they're going to they're gonna be hungry and they're going to want snacks, but they want them for the whole time that they're in online right. class. So they're, they were getting up and going to the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and, you know, they wanted home cooked meals. They were like a sandwich. I don't want a sandwich. I want to have, you know, uh, pasta bolognese without it. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, my daughter's favorite. Can I have a veal scallopini? It's like, I'm in a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) A veal scallopini real quick here between math. And it was funny because one of my, one of the teachers used to say to my son, why didn't you eat at lunch? And he's like, oh, because I was 
uh, playing video games. Yeah, exactly. So at lunch, you need to eat your meal and not eat while you're bringing it to class. And so, you know, the cafeteria was constantly open, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, um, afternoon snacks. And it, it was a running joke. But at the end of the day, when you total, you know, five of us home, mm-hmm. 14, 16 months, and all the cooking and cleaning and shopping, the kitchen was never closed. It was never open. And um, as I say to my husband, I love to eat but uh, I get allergic to the kitchen. So, right. And my favorite was everyone was having lunch at a different time. Yes. Because Mm. the younger one's lunch period was at a different time than the older one. And then you had a break in between meetings. So you were going, and then the spouse is like, what am I going to eat? And you're like, oh my gosh. But so let's count them ladies. So we were housewife or not, well, wife, mother, professional in numerous jobs because everyone's multitasking multiple things we were cafeteria lady without the hairnet we were psychologist Mm -hmm. we were entertainer so to speak slash cruise director that didn't go anywhere um what else were we i think you we were you know the juggler uh we were the psychologist as well (laughs) the therapist what else that's already eight i'm sure there's like five or six more that we can easily name off. Well, um, hairstylists for sure, because oh, you that's know, right. The hairstylist, you still have to comb their hair and 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 make well, them I gave haircuts make them somewhat presentable for online school. But you know that was always a challenge. Those are like the dailies, right? Like the dailies homework. You had to be a teacher yeah. because teacher. you know at the end when when online school was over and if they didn't get the lesson, um, you know, teachers did a really good job, but still you did need to be reinforced being a teacher. And that's oh, like yeah. the hardest thing. Cause you're like, what do you mean? You don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't under- I'm, I'm explaining it to you. I'm not a teacher by trade. Thank God. Because <laughs> it is a vocation that you have to have, you know, best practices and little techniques on how you, how you teach kids, because it's not easy trying to teach someone fractions when they don't understand the concept. So I think teacher was a big, a big one for us. So yeah. I'm, I'm not a mom. Okay, I'm a single woman. I have a niece and a nephew. That's the closest, you know, I get to being a mom. I love them to death. But honestly, ladies, seeing you how you juggled it fascinates me. For me personally, you know, you talk about Zoom, Anita, that was a whole new foreign thing for all of us in the last two years. 2020, we had to come and learn a new language. Everything turned to Zoom. And I watched Sarah juggle her family, her kids. She has two kids at the time. Each one was, you know, they had their own school, different schools, going to different schools, different systems. She had to juggle her own companies, her work, plus, uh, you know, try to uh, be the navigator of her son's classes and scheduling and the systems and her daughter. And how did you guys do all that stuff? I mean, I was just looking at my own thing as a career and it was overwhelming. Now you're juggling multiple things. Hats off, honestly. Thank you. So let's add to the list, uh, technician and technical support. <laughs> so I think we're at number 12. Let's see how far we're going to go by the end of this well, discussion. That's kind of my question, which is, so I know for me, I I have to have a sense of center or I'm of no use to anyone. So that's my question 
for the both of you as well, which is you're not only needing to like, there's one thing of like, you know, I, I feel like often we say that like we're mom, but you, those are three. And then in your case, there are two separate relationships that you have because mm -hmm. each of your kids are different. Their needs are different. Mm -hmm. uh, the way in which they communicate with you, both like verbally and non-verbally, like all of those. And then you're adding on a husband and their needs and like, you know, then it's co-parenting. That's one relationship. And then, you know, intimacy and romance, that's another relationship. Mm -hmm. So you're, even though we're saying that there's these different people, right. If we're getting into like you know, not to get into the minutia all of, of all of it, but really just to show how layered that is. What are the practices that you guys do so that you um, don't lose your minds? I guess is also, you know, we know these different roles, but I'm really curious what the daily practice is for you guys to really feel like you're centered and have what you need in order to be of service to your families and your clients and folks like that. Great point. Uh, do you want to go first, uh, Anita? Sure. So uh, I did not find my center. I did not. Uh, yeah. I didn't either. I, I didn't find it. I'll, I'll tell you in the, in the very beginning of the pandemic, um, I'll tell you that I thought it was a silver line because mm -hmm. I did not have to drive kids to school. Right. I didn't have to make sure that they were dressed in uniform. I didn't have to fight traffic. So all the things that, you know, we're kind of used to as moms, like our routine stopped. And so it kind of gave me some opportunity to breathe and change up that routine, which was very welcoming because mm -hmm. I got a lot of time back on the clock. Um, and then again, new problems arose, like the cafeteria opening for 24 hours. Like they're always they've got nowhere to go. There's no sports. There's no... And there's no, there was no social activities, right? For three kids who want to go be with their friends physically, like socially be with them. And um, I remember thinking to myself, I can't take it anymore. Like I just need a moment to be with my own thoughts because I didn't know what they were and to get the kids out of my psychological space and put them somewhere. And so what I found for me was I would walk my dog by myself, everyone would say, can I come with you? And I was like, no, yeah. cannot come with me. But why can't I come with you? I'm like, because mommy has to go and have a moment. And I really enjoyed what I used to call my rock, my walks with Rocco. Rocco is my puppy and he'll probably bark anytime soon when I call him. But I found walking with my dog was my center because when I would come home it's not that it was chaos. It was that it was lively. It was full of life and full mm -hmm. of joy and screaming and TV and radio on and multiple mm -hmm. things and cooking and, you know, the air conditioning on or the fireplace on during the winter. I mean, whatever it was, there was always activity. There was no silence and calmness for me to think. Okay. And so I actually had to take a pause um, and not work. So when you say, what was it? I, I couldn't juggle it. I couldn't be on a client call and attend to three kids and figure out what, you know, our life was going to be. Um, so I would walk Rocco and come back and find a more centered approach. Mm. Um, I used to do Bikram yoga, hot yoga, which I loved and found my calmness that was gone. I, mm -hmm. And I haven't returned that has not returned mm -hmm. um, into my life, but it, it was a lot of life, a lot going on 
um, in a house full of stuff. And people would say, you know, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And I'm like, no, I will be <laughs> first one at school at 5 a.m. What time does school open? 7.01. I will be there at 6.59 to drop off everybody. Right. I'll be happy to make lunch. Here you go. Right? Here you go. Yeah. I was the first one and people would be like, but don't you miss it? I'm like, I love the nesting. I did. But I needed to get back to work because a lot of us have our identity in our work and what right. we contribute to society and what our talents and our gifts are, right? So I wanted to get back to that as well. So I'm happy that the world, you know, went upside down for a little bit and we're trying to get our bearings now. But I, you know, I love my clients and I love what I do and I need that creative outlet. So, um, yeah, that was good. That was a good pandemic to have. Check. <laughs> no, I was very similar um, where I was not centered whatsoever. Um, and, you know, there was a point where I, I decided that I'm not going to try to even achieve being centered because it was impossible at that time. I think we're at 12 roles we came up with so far. Yeah. So it was going to be an impossible uh, thing. So I took it where I was much more... Um, methodical which is my nature anyhow so this is what I just need to do at this moment right. and feel good about ticking it off the list and oh that feels good I take that one off and then for me we don't have any pets well we did have a fish that, that didn't make it through COVID unfortunately <laughs> but <laughs> um uh, for me, it was at the end of the day when everybody was in bed, I would watch my wonderful period pieces stuff on Netflix oh, yeah. or whatever. And it was just eye candy for me. And I transported myself to a different time yeah. and just watched, you know, people live their life at a different time. That was all about, you know, beautiful things. And that was it. It just that, gave that was serenity. That was sorry. That was your escapism. That was my escapism. Yeah. That's right. You needed escapism. But I gave up on the whole thing about being centered and, and balancing it all. It just didn't exist. Um, because balance is a myth, right, Sarah? Because that's exactly it. Balance is a myth. And, you know, to that point of the thing, the one thing, you know, that we heard um, Sarah Rogers, who was a guest on our first podcast, as Naomi said, is you also have to find the one thing that makes that you want to do. And for me, it was just being alone in a room and watching a beautiful period piece, you know, series or movie or whatever it was, but to be just in silence and yeah. let someone else entertain me. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's how about you, fun. Rachel? I mean, Rachel, you were pregnant during the pandemic. Mm hmm. Right. And so you navigating then, postpartum. Exactly. So that, tell us a bit about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I think similarly to what Sarah and Anita were sharing, which is for me, it was accepting that I'm operating under circumstances that are not ideal and then accepting that there is no ideal situation. So mm -hmm. we, we live in a society where it's like, if you do this and this and this, then everything's right. We still, I think there is this charge to dismantle that you can have it all. 
but I think yeah. it's same thing with balance. You can have balance if you recognize that most of the time you will be out of balance. And what true right. balance is, at least for me, is being able to identify when I'm feeling out of balance and what can I do to just be mindful of it. I mean, sometimes it's just simply clocking, hey, I'm not feeling great today. I don't mm -hmm. need to do anything about it. I don't need to fix it. But simply knowing that I'm operating from that place. Like a, a way I talk about it on stage, I'm like, you know, no one would ever want to have to do anything of merit when they're hangry, right? right. Like there's this past <laughs> that we right. give to people in society of like, oh, it's okay, they were hangry, you know? Like nobody likes anyone to be rude or mean or anything like that. But if you're hungry, we're like, oh, we get it, we understand. <laughs> And so there really was this thing where I had to accept, oh, the way in which we're all operating right now is from that short fused space. And if I can acknowledge that for myself, and then I can offer that grace to everyone that I'm, you know, engaging with, especially my husband who has no place to go either. And we're both very high energy people, high octane that he doesn't have that outlet either. Mm. So when I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm carrying this internal rage of I'm doing everything and it's not enough, or how does everybody not see that I'm doing all of these mm -hmm. things or mm -hmm. any of those thoughts that we all have is oh, I, I bet just, Anita had that because I had that. Like how yeah. does not everyone not see this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, when the kitchen's open 24 hours and you're like, do you guys, you know, and, um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that was it for me of just being mindful of there may be days where I can carve out the space to, uh, my big one uh, for my creativity is what I call a brain dump. Mm -hmm. So if at least at some point in the day, all of the new ideas that are percolating or things I wanna do or people I wanna reach out to, those things, if I can just brain dump, then I'm like, okay, it has a space. And then I can, so I don't have to do anything with it today or even this week, but at least if I can brain dump it, I know it lives somewhere, then I can be fully present and show up as present as possible for the people and things in my life. Yeah. Okay. So. So, okay, here's <laughs> a lot of similarities. So, you know, we had 2020, uh, half of 2021, we're all quarantined. Life was very different, you guys. We're at home with the kids, you know, work was at home, school was at home. So now things are opening up. A lot of things have opened up. So how do you see, um, how are you coping with the new changes and how do you see yourselves changed? Um, how are you doing things differently? Mm, I had to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like we went from zero to 100 in a split second. And I, I personally don't know. I mean, I just, yeah, uh, how, <laughs> coping. I don't know. I don't know that I've even processed it yet of going from zero to 100 literally overnight and getting back into some routine. Um, I don't know. Anita, Rachel, do you guys, have you processed it yet? <laughs> I mean, going from, you know, a dozen roles and sub roles to a different, I don't know, have you? Rachel, do you want to take that or do you want me to start? I mean, I, I was just going to share that I, um, 
I allowed the time and I will also say that I was grateful to have resources as far as like family or financial resources. So this is just something I share as mine. I don't think that this is, you know, possible for everyone, but for my husband and I, we literally moved across the country. We were like, oh, the lifestyle, what we've been doing is, is no longer setting us up for success. And that's what we learned through the Uh time. And so it's been very painful for me in a lot of ways. My identity and my work is changing a lot. Anita, like you were saying that so much of your identity and um, happiness and joy comes from what you contribute to other people and yourself in the world. And um, so it's been a huge grieving process. And, you know, we're now uh, in Atlanta, Georgia and building up this whole new foundation of every aspect of our life. So for me, it has been uh, patience that, Uh what, what existed and what, what we're seeing that, you know, the world's like, okay, great. So now we're all going to do a million things again. Okay. Cause the world's open. So do a million things. Um, no, no one liked doing a million things. No, no, no. one likes doing no. it. And no. I've been sharing a lot, um, on my Instagram of like, be mindful of your nervous system Yeah, because we were finally able to unwind, even though we did have all these other stressors. Right. But we were able to like unwind and we were at least in our own space we were in our own bodies and now we're back out and, and we're picking up on what everybody else is throwing out and everybody else's trauma and everybody else. And it's mm-hmm. like, wonder. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I'm like, yeah, man, I haven't processed it yet. I'm just like going yeah. one step at a time. There's no right. rush. No you know, rush. Exactly. There's those books. I can't remember who wrote it. Maybe it was, I think it was Shonda Rhimes. I, I, I think, I'm, I can't remember, but some, there was a, a book that was written. It was like, this is your year to say yes. Mm. Say yes to everything. Say yes to the cocktail power. Say yes to whatever, right? And then I was like, yeah. So what do I write the, I, the, the year of no's? No, I'm not going. No, don't ask me. I'm not interested. I'm in my pajamas 24-7. I mean, it's the it was the year of no, right? No, no, no. And so right. to your point, you know, we had a year of no, and now we're going to the year of yes. And how do you assimilate Right? How do you go back to, to to what it was? And I don't think I don't think we're going to. I think people who decided, you know, I think I'm an extrovert uh, introvert. Yeah, because I I love people and I love speaking to people and I love being with people. Um, But when I don't want to, I don't force myself. Um, Right. I'm comfortable saying yes when I want to be there, and I'm I'm comfortable now with saying no because I don't want to be there. Right. But it, it takes some little baby steps to get to that place. And like you said, it's about consciousness. You need to be conscious that we went from, from this way to all the way this way. And we need to really kind of be somewhere in the middle. Um, it, it's, it's at least here in Los Angeles, it's very different. The world is different. How you go out socially is different. How mm-hmm. kids go out socially is different. And our, my kids have um, really thrown themselves into music, um, musicals, sports, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the natural thing of just going to a movie theater. You know, we right. love, as a family, we used to love, mm-hmm. you know, going to movie theaters and now someone sneezes and it's like, yeah, that okay. exactly. Is that okay? And we have to set the the non-feared for our kids and say, it's fine. We're going to go back to the movies. We're going to have a day at the movies. We're going to go out to eat and we're going to come back home and everything's going to be fine. So, but you have to be 
um, you have to lead with example, right? You're the example to your children. You're the example for your extended family. For example, my mom, who's 82, you know, we have to go at our own pace. We can't force someone to be out of their comfort zone that far out um, from being kind of a recluse. It's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you brought up such a good point, Anita, because uh, and, and Rachel, it is mindfulness that is important. I mean, you know, um, here in California, the kids don't have to wear masks to school anymore, but one of my kids still chooses to wear it. And I have to say, and I just say, hey, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to. And mm-hmm. and he's like, no, I want to wear my mask. And I want to, <laughs> and, and as a mom, you know, you think about it, it's like, I wonder what's really going on. And so you got to peel that onion and, and kind of dig into what it is that they're feeling that they feel that they need to still have their mask. But, but the point is, is that it's the mindfulness of knowing where you are and saying, let's take a minute, take a deep breath. And then Mm -hmm. let's see, because I think I, one of you ladies said it, I don't want to go back to the way it was either. There has to be something in between. And I guess each woman, family needs to discover it, what that means for them and creating that environment of how they want to live now. And for us, it's somewhere in between that zero and 100. And I just don't know where that is. Is it at 50 or is it at 70 or mm-hmm. is it at 40? And maybe, you know, there's seasons um, and it, it changes, right? So, well, I see that. I love that you said that because that's, that's a lot how I feel, which is like, you know, going back to this idea of balance is a myth. It's like, well, sometimes, you know, maybe all the kids are at home and it's like, oh, we can go out and do, you know, more things together in a shorter amount of time than maybe we would otherwise, right? Like sports are on hiatus or whatever. And then there might be other weeks where like, holy smokes, like work picked up. So, you know, for the next two weeks, like I'm not doing social engagements. And again, that's that idea of, I think that, that mindfulness that comes in. And I think for me too, was really recognizing like, oh, also like the amount of people I genuinely want to engage with is much smaller than the Mm -hmm. people that I've been engaging with. And that's not to say that I don't like all of those folks. It's just simply if I'm looking at the calendar and the amount of time that I really have that I could spend out on a walk with Rocco or I could spend watching The Gilded Age on HBO or, you know, whatever it is, like, (laughs) Um, which I highly recommend, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what are the things that I really want to be doing? What are the things that are actually nurturing me? And so therefore, and it's just the way I choose to live my life of like, what nurtures me so that I can nurture my son, my husband, my creativity? Because otherwise, it's not worth it. <laughs> Very true. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I totally agree with that. That self-care, right? That self-awareness, that self-care, that time for silence, that time to be with your own thoughts, that time to just um, be, right? It's like the unbearable lightness of being, just being makes you feel good and not doing, right? Not the doing part. So, yeah. This is amazing, ladies. I mean, phenomenal women, moms juggling everything together. So um, let's let's um, 
have our last final say. So from all the wisdom you gained in the last two years, doing it the way you had to do it to juggle it all, and now that the world is opened up or opening up, from the wisdom that you learned from your own experiences, what would be one thing you would share with women out there trying to juggle it all, to juggle it all together? What are your words of wisdom? Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, Maria Shriver wrote a book, and I think it sums it up, is that women can have it all, but not at the same time. Mm. And the reason I think there's so much lived wisdom with that statement, and I firmly believe and agree with her, is that your lives are made up of seasons, right? And when you get married, you change and it's a different season. When you have a baby, it's a different season and different needs need to happen, different priorities. When you're at the top of your career, right? You're at a different season and those priorities dictate where your time goes. And because time is infinite, you have to realize what your time is going to be, where you're gonna put that time. And so for me, um, I really feel like that re resonates with me and, and a life as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, as someone who is a strategic advisor to, um, you know, CEOs, mm -hmm. that where your priorities lie may lie for a season and then it changes. And being able to adapt to that change is what you have to get used to, which is really what the pandemic said is the pandemic was a season and now we're going to change it. So I feel that, like that's true. Well said. I, I've read this quote that says, I am woman. I bend. I do not break. Mm. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. I love Rachel? it. Yeah. Similarly, I, I feel like only recently I've been hearing myself say where I'm like, this is just temporary. And we could, we could do anything for a small amount of time. That's right. And I also think that when we do that, there's, you know, I always like to think that there's the positive and negative or the light and the dark of any situation. And the same thing is true of things that are temporary. Sometimes there's things or seasons like you were sharing, Anita, right, that are painful. And so it's like we're reminding ourselves it's temporary so that we can get through it. And sometimes it's also that mindfulness of like, this is temporary, like that was a thing where, you know, especially even now with still being home with my son daily and sometimes it's overwhelming and then I'll go, this is temporary. It's not going to be nine months old forever. So there's so many things. And so it, it kind of always just puts me back in my body and brings me back of like, this is not forever. Um, and I think then it does allow us to, it's very simple. That's the wonderful thing about remembering this idea that everything is temporary because it's something that you get to take with you um all of the time and then it's kind of cool because it's always changing like everything is always temporary so it never really goes out of fashion as far as a mantra so that's really been helpful for me though in all seriousness yeah that's awesome rachel so yes yeah, sarah your your last words of wisdom very short um, to wrap it up I, I would just say uh take take a moment to take a deep breath and um and that's okay. We don't have to be productive at every single moment. Just take a deep breath and really think about what it is that you need to do to help yourself balance at that moment. That's awesome. 
Well, ladies, this was a great conversation. I learned a lot from you. I respect you as, as women in careers, entrepreneurs, moms. I mean, again, like Sarah said earlier, you're wearing multiple hats, 12 plus. That's what we named, right, Sarah? By this time? 12 plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to finish it off by a quote I just read this morning, and it says, you are a mom, you are a superhero, period. That's it. You are a superhero. Cheers to your ladies. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. For more engagement, you can find us at The Avanti Woman on all social and media platforms. Follow us on Instagram. Join our community group on Facebook to chat. Subscribe to our YouTube for our latest videos. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for helping us reach even more Avanti women just like you.